Hey there, sorry to interrupt. Did you know you can now support the podcast on Patreon? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash TFADpod, where your monthly donations will help support what I do in producing enjoyable and thought-provoking material. Thank you. Hello, this is Damien, the tall, friendly atheist dad. I hope you're having a great day, and welcome to the Tall, Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Following on from Cringy Christian Songs Part 1, here are some more cringy Christian songs, both songs I've come across personally, as well as ones recommended to me by the listeners, like you. The first is Church on Fire by Hillsongs. The Holy Spirit is here, and his power is real. Anything can happen, and it probably will. Something very good, something good is going on around here. This is a church on fire. This is the Holy Spirit's flame. We have a burning desire to lift up Jesus' name. Let fire burn in every heart to light the way, defeat the dark. Let the flame of love burn higher. This is a church. This is a church on fire. Very catchy. This was one of those early 90s Hillsong songs. Happy Clappy in the Extreme, and also helped put Hillsong on the map, alongside songs like Shout to the Lord and Great Southland of the Holy Spirit. However, let's think. In all the times that this song has been sung or been listened to, on MP3 players or CDs or just sung in small churches, Not once has the Holy Spirit been observed to have been doing something. So when the lyrics go, the Holy Spirit is here and his power is real, that is a faith statement. Now, I'm cool if you admit that, that's fine. But don't go telling me I'm being this po-faced, stubborn, obstinate atheist just because I don't believe the spirit of your triune God is affecting material reality and in your favour. The next is Carmen with America Again. Now, this is more of a spoken word track, so don't get freaked out if the lyrics don't rhyme. In his farewell address, Washington said, You can't have national morality apart from religious principle. And it's true, because right now, we have nearly 150,000 kids carrying guns to these war zones we call public schools. In the 40s and 50s, student problems were chewing gum and talking. In the 90s, rape and murder are the trend. 
the only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. The last time I heard this was when my wife played it on an old CD she had, and I was taken aback. Not just because she still has CDs, but also because I used to believe stuff like this. I used to believe that if Australia, or well, and America as well, became this, this holy, fundamentalist, Christian, Bible-believing nation, then we would eliminate all the problems that atheism was causing. You know, rape, and murder, and abortion, and homosexuality, and all this stuff that is the obvious product of an atheistic mindset. Then, I remembered that rape and murder aren't simply 1990s trends. People were raping and murdering back in the 1890s as well. Jack the Ripper, anyone? Then I also remembered that in the 1600s, the ultra-conservative Puritans were torturing women for thought crimes. Then I remembered that the Catholic Church invented a number of torture devices. Oh, sorry, I meant set up a series of inquiries to weed out heretics. And then I also remembered that white evangelicals literally had a system of government where denying human rights on the basis of skin colour was defended literally to the death and used scripture as a justification. And I had a bit of a chuckle at these words, the only way this nation can even hope to last this decade is put God in America again. We're now in 2021, so obviously America, as well as the rest of the world, obviously lasted the decade out. And it's not a lack of God that's causing the problems in America, especially since the last 40-something presidents have all been theists of some form, and that America is the home of fundamentalist Protestant evangelicalism. The problem must be something else. Next on the list is Heart of Worship by Matt Redman. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's of worth that will bless your heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, all about you, Jesus. This particular song got on my nerves even when I was a Christian. Because I felt like I was being forced to sign a false confession. What did I make it? What sin have I committed? Because when I was a Christian especially when I was on the music team, I gave it all I could. Anyone who knows me from back then knows, you know, I gave it 100%. 100% of not much, but still. And even now, when I think about it, the heart of worship 
is basically just making pleasant noises that you believe a Jewish demigod is listening to and is happy with. So really, the heart of worship isn't Jesus at all. It's believing Jesus is listening and is pleased with what he's hearing. Like, it's never the case that Jesus comes down with his thumbs up and says, you know, good job, guys. Next is Hillsong with Hosanna. I see the King of glory coming on the clouds with fire. The whole earth shakes. The whole earth shakes. I see his love and mercy washing over all our sin. The people sing. The people sing. No, you don't. You don't see anything. You're literally making it up be it by imagination, hallucination, or desperation. The whole earth shakes. No, 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 it doesn't. Not once has an earthquake been recorded where the cause of the earthquake is a god shaking it up willy-nilly. I see his love and mercy. Yeah, from the same god that also said, Leave not one of the Amalekites alive, neither child nor infant. Yeah, I've read the Bible, I know what it says, and I know what you're trying to hide. But lyrics like this, um, I can just imagine being in the Hillsong Music Team songwriting session. Okay, uh, what do we have here? Um, I have, God's love inspires me to respect my fellow man, regardless of race or gender or sexual orientation. No, that's lame. We need something with earthquakes, explosions, visions, God coming down from the clouds and scaring everyone into tithing. Just make stuff up if you have to. Don't go with respect and love and stuff. No. The next is, I can sing of your love forever. Now, I forgot who originally sung this, but I will say that the only decent version of this song comes from a band called The Insiders from their album Scalaluya 2, an album featuring scar covers of worship songs. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me, and I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hands, for I will always sing of when your love came down. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love from, well, technically rivers end at seas, not continue or go through them. But anyway, um, but yeah, this is yet another example of why I say CCM is hyper-emotionalism with musical notes. I will open up my heart. Let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth. What does all that mean? Next is trading my sorrows. I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. 
I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. We say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, amen. I remember singing this one when I was a Christian, when I was going through prolonged periods of depression and anxiety. And yeah, this song does have a catchy tune and, and very upbeat. It does G you up. But if I think about it, what sort of advice is this song giving? You know, I'm trading my sorrows, I'm trading my shame. Like, is that professional mental health advice? Like, if I go to a, a psychologist and I say, look, you know, I have all these symptoms of depression... And the psychologist goes, hmm, you need to go to church and trade those sorrows and shame and lay it down for the joy of the Lord. Like, that's, I cannot imagine anyone giving that as good advice. Or if you go to a doctor and you give them all these, all these symptoms of, you know, sickness and pain, and the doctor goes, hmm, the prescription for that is to go to a church and lay it down for the joy of the Lord, and you will feel better. Yeah, we say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord, to losing our medical license. The next one is Hillsong with Oceans, Where Feet May Fail. Now, before I read the lyrics to this one, as a song, I love this song, and this is one of the few songs I really look forward to playing on Sunday mornings when I was on the worship team. Like, it is a really good song, but the lyrics? You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail, and there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. This song kind of sounds like it needs to be sung by Enya with a medieval band backing her up. But I also think it's the kind of song where if the Hillsong music team travelled back to Germany 500 years ago and told Martin Luther that Christians of the 2000s will eventually consider those lyrics as the height of worship, then either they're getting burnt at the stake for heresy or Martin Luther is just going to quit and pack up. He isn't nailing anything to a church because he knows the church is going to sell itself out. Actually, I reckon half the stuff produced by Christian worship bands today would have got them burnt at the stake. And the last song I'll discuss is Don Moen with God is Good All the Time. God is good all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good all the time. Through the darkest night, his light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time. This one is particularly cringy. Because in one of my old churches, we used to play this song to a backing track that had a country hillbilly vibe. So we'd be encouraged to put on this really dumb grin and swing our arms and do-si-do and grab our partner and and all that. But yeah, it's just... 
yeah, it's cringy. If you know of any more songs that you'd like me to discuss, feel free to contact me on Twitter at TFADpod or contact me on the Facebook page for the podcast. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Tall Friendly Atheist Dad podcast. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you next time.